Hey, welcome back another day, another vlog. Great to have you all back here on the channel. If you're listening out of podcast land or over on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're coming in from, great to have you back for another week. Monday, Monday, Monday. Big weekend, uh, huge one for myself and the channel. Um, we, or oh, I, uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, I finally finished my entry for the My Road Reel 2020 competition. If you haven't heard of the My Road Reel competition, basically Road who make these awesome sound equipment, uh, Australian company, which is really cool. Uh, they're so high up. Every year they do a competition on film and there's like four different categories. So like drama, comedy, documentary, sort of stuff like that. Is that you've got to make a three minute a film under three minutes and then a behind the scenes under three minutes. Sounds super easy, three minutes, oh, it's only short. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is my first year of entering and I could easily make a 15 minute or half an hour film, but when you've got to cut it and edit it and make a story that comes under three minutes, holy bundy, wow. That, uh, that, is, that is from an editing thing and I'm far from the best editor on the planet. Um, I'm probably consider myself more a photographer than a videographer, I guess. I'm, I've learnt a lot in the last two years and it's, and I think that's probably why I wanted to go in it more than anything, um, is the fact just to, I guess, push myself and see what I could do and see if I've got, I know I've got better. I, I know personally I, I, I'm 10 times or 100 times better than what I was when I first started the channel. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a, a bit of a challenge for me, and it's, it's something pretty cool. Uh, I've watched a few of the last years ones that won, and like some really amazing, talented people out there that are just amazing on a, on editing. Uh, it's definitely an art form, but it's also sort of good to give you a bit of a uh, in your mindset how these guys have filmed movies or even a, a commercial, how much goes into just doing a commercial. Um, I did something close to my heart because uh, if I guess if anything, other than I'm not a, maybe not the world's best editor, <laughs> I'm hopefully I'm a decent sort of a storyteller. I think I can sort of, well, I can definitely waffle on for ages, uh, whether it's worthwhile listening to, <laughs> that could be another thing. So I went with something close to my, my heart um, and I think it's come up pretty good. So if you haven't already seen it, uh, do me a favour, that'd be much appreciated. Shoot it. Go into you can go watch the video. It's on the channel. Go into about me playlist. Uh, you've got the behind the scenes, so you'll see what or how I sort of went around doing it. it. Took me like six hours to film all the stuff I needed just to make a three minute. And I had to edit all of that and cut it all back down to that three minute uh, little short film. So very cool. The entry got confirmed as in by road, so I'm definitely entered. So you get, you've got to be in it to win it. You never know. Um, yeah, a good little challenge, a great test, I guess, for myself, uh, where we're going and or where I'm at after two years. I, and I can definitely say uh, a long way in front. And a big difference is having a decent computer. I'd hate to say it. It's never normally, I've never said that you need, it's all about the tools. But when it comes to editing film, uh, especially nowadays with, say, 4K or 1080, and I only use 1080 most. I just can't store the 4K files. They're just massive files. 
So yeah, it's uh it is a lot of lot of work and a lot of focusing. There's no noise and trying to cut and get those frames right. Yeah, it's very very tricky. So those those editors out there, uh, if you're an editor and you make big ups to you, uh, that's pretty awesome stuff that you do. And I've seen I've got a, a one of the friends of the channel, Mark Holtz. He does a vintage lens. If you haven't seen his stuff, go check him out. He's put up on his uh, Twitter and Instagram a few times like he does editing full-time as a job and some of the things he puts up it just looks like a DNA sequence it's that big and just yeah just insane so I've, I've got a lot to learn and I've maybe in five years I'll be at that sort of level of, of his standards but uh, I think it's been fun it's cool go over and check it out um, this week's video, so there's, I basically put up two videos, so I wasn't going to do one this week, I'll see how it goes, but I'm pretty sure I should have one, um, it's, I've started doing all the photo editing for Trig Beach, so I went out and did a sunset at Trig Beach, you might remember, I've done a, I've done a sunrise there, and it came up really good, and I've done some astro there, some beautiful nice rocks, well I went out on this afternoon, and it just, yeah, it was just gorgeous, perfect afternoon so and i've got some really i can just tell you now some of the shots are just amazing so super super excited about that it's going to be another really good photo video for you something away from the video side but um yeah so that that should be out by the weekend i'll see how i go i've got a few things i've got to try and sort out when i get home um with just bits and pieces and filming i've got a bit on this week uh, we got jack's birthday on sunday so i've got to do that so there's a few things happening but other than that, very, very good weekend. There's a little bit happening and going to get straight into it. Or not straight in, I've just waffled for six minutes. <laughs> Rightio, now if you're looking for a show to watch and you've just bought an Apple item of any description, don't forget you get an Apple Plus TV subscription. There's a couple of shows on there you, I can definitely recommend. That um, oh, the new show with Jennifer Aniston and Reef Witherspoon and Steve Carell, go watch that. That's really, really good. That's real. That definitely did really well with that. Um, and there's another one that's just come up, and it's it's good for a couple of reasons. Uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, obviously you know Ewan McGregor, train spotting, uh, huge fan ever since then. Hard not to be. Uh, I grew up. I was in my element in those age. It sort of resonates with me heavily. That train spotting era. Um, and obviously Star Wars and all the other stuff he's done. So huge, huge superstar. He's done a couple, his best friend, Charlie Borman, and him have done a couple, they're big motorbike fans. They've done Around the World and Long Way Down, which was through Africa on, on uh, like touring bikes, I guess. And pretty good. I've got, I've still got to watch them. I've seen bits and pieces from them, but not the whole sort of show of it. Well, they decided they wanted to finish it up. Charlie's had a few accidents on the bike. Um, and he want, they wanted to get the last one that they'd been planning on for many years now, and that was to draw, drive from the bottom of South America up to LA on bikes. So they were planning all in, and during the process of the planning, they decided, well, let's let's why don't we try and do it on electric bikes? They talked to a few people and uh, a few companies that sort of were had come to approach them. They looked into them, and they ended up getting a couple of Harleys, uh, and these were basically the first ever prototypes. They took their Harley Livewire, which is actually on sale now. So this is a couple of years ago when they did this, or at least a year ago before their Livewires come out for sale. Took that Livewire and they 
the Harley people in their own spare time custom create this amazing touring bike out of it, fully electric, uh, amazing bit of gear, and then they obviously needed support cars, which you think would just be normal utes and stuff to carry all the, the filming gear and stuff like that. Well, they tried to do the whole thing in that electric frame. They went to Rivian, which we've talked about many times on this channel, and they got the first two trucks off the line. So serial number 0000001 and two uh, in this show. So A, it's a hell of a test for both uh, the Harleys, live wire electric bikes, which so far I've watched like three or four episodes. They are doing really, really well. And the Rivians as well. So like first ever, like they still got push buttons. That They took, I think they had two weeks to get these Rivians together before that to ship them down there. Um, obviously sent them some spare parts and all the stuff and bits and pieces and how to use it and what to do. But uh, basically on their own, got to, got to get this thing all the way back. So very, very cool show. Uh, and to top it off, some of the most amazing scenery you're ever going to see on this planet. Just gorgeous. That that Argentinian, Chile area of South America, I've often dreamt about going there and, and actually going to see this stuff. It's probably going to be a little bit tricky with young Jack. He's not a super-duper fan of big flies, but uh, flights. But, um, yeah, the scenery on this is amazing. Just absolutely gorgeous country. Just, yeah, every. Every, I think every five minutes ago, oh, I wish I had a camera there. I wish, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> it's just, just one of those places like, wow, yeah. As a photographer, I'm sure that you could get out of the video, you'll go, why are they riding? They should be stopping about a thousand times. So definitely go. It's called Long Way Up. Uh, go check it out. And it's good for those multiple reasons. A, just beautiful country and a couple of best mates going for a ride, the stories and the struggles with learning how to charge and get used to our future reality, which is not too far off. Uh, and that's electric vehicles, so electric bikes. And these Rivians, the first ever test of Rivians, so huge, big test for them. And something that no other electric company has done this. Fully live, in your face. If it stuffs up, everyone in the world's going to see it. If, uh, if it goes well, what a great test for them to test out their gear to prove it. So... Awesome stuff on all factors. Uh, Ewan and Charlie, great job for doing this again. And to go electric, I think that's just remarkable to sort of take that gamble because some of the places, there's no one for a long place, uh, for a long way. Anything could happen. And if you've got, and you're stuck somewhere, you could literally, it could be a major safety issue. So look, good on them. And it's a really good show. Definitely go check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Now, um, 30th is on the 30th of September. Sigma's got a new launch out. Um, all I can find out on it is it's a product. Remember last time they said products. It says products this time on the official thing on YouTube and on their website. <clears throat> last time it said product and it was just one lens. I'm hopeful we don't get stooped again like that. So fingers crossed. Now it's... 8 o'clock in Perth time, Australia, so just work it out. You, if you go and check it on on your YouTube, go to the Sigma page. It'll give you your current time zone if you're signed in. So <clears throat> when you do your reminder, it'll let you know what time it is. So that's on the 30th, so that'll be the 29th, the guys in the States, if you're watching. Um, now, I do know it's going to be a DN lens, so that's that short flange gap. 
so definitely, obviously, built for mirrorless. I don't think we're going to see too many more DSLR lenses built. Uh, the rumours are it's possibly could be the 105mm macro Tony 2.8 uh, for the Sony L mount. So um, I'm hopeful we don't just get Sigma's not just going to turn into a Sony L mount lens company. I mean, yeah, the last one was just Sony. Like they need to at least if you're going to release it, give it a all all mounts. I'm not sure why, but yeah. So that's the current rumors, but there should be possibly some other products. Would be great to get us some super surprise that no one knows about and get some other stuff maybe for the Canon range, for the Fuji and all that. There's so many other options there. So we'll see what happens, but that's on the 30th. I'll keep you up to date on that one. Now, a big one on Amazon's new product launch the other day. Obviously, Amazon bought out Ring. They're the home security mob. You would have seen the ads where they've got the thing on the door with a camera and it goes to your phone, and when someone pushes the button to ring the doorbell, uh, the camera obviously goes, sends you a message, you answer your message on your phone, and you go, hey, and you can talk into your phone, and it can send out the voice to that using your home internet. <clears throat> so that was obviously a big success for them when they've grown, and then Amazon bought them out, so now they, they've got all their technology. So the new Ring product come out the other day is a... Um, You've got a new thing for the house and a new thing for the car. So the one for the car is basically, it's like a, I guess, traffic camera you can put up in your thing, but it points backwards. And so if you're getting pulled over for a speeding ticket or a breathalyzer or something like that, and I think this is probably more so pushed for the states, but it's probably quite poignant in other areas as well. So it'll just sit there doing nothing until you say, I've been pulled over, which is the trigger word, then it'll go straight into live record and it'll record the conversation sounds and everything there and then and sort of you don't have to do anything. So I guess obviously with what's happened in the States a fair few times in, or fair few too many times, there's uh, people have overstood their bounds as police officers or whatever or even um, when they come and steal your car at the lights, the camera can't remember the name of it. <laughs> um, so that sort of could capture those images to help with getting people prosecuted. So that was pretty cool. The big one that's really, really doing well is this new little, basically it's like a little box, sits in your house, but it's actually a little drone. It's this uh, security camera drone. So if someone breaks a seal on the door where you've got the sensors, this little drone will come up out of its box the camera will activate, it'll fly around your house to the to that zone and it'll film the people that are breaking in, get their shots, so you've got that to give to the cops. Uh, then it'll take itself back to its self-dock back there and it's always connected to the internet. So it's pretty cool, it's been pretty popular on the web and I think you'll see a fair bit of them selling. You do have to sort of train it in your house, but uh, that's I think it's gonna go really, really well actually. Pretty good idea, and I think that a lot of people are pretty happy to the fact that it's the camera is hidden away inside this box when it's not being used, so you're not constantly being watched like pretty much most other ones are. So now Tamron has come out with a new lens, a pretty cool one actually, uh, the world's smallest and lightest telephoto lens for the E mount. The e mount's very Sony E mount is getting heaps of love at the moment. I've noticed for the lens side. Now it's a 70 to 300, uh, Tony 4.5 to 6.3, it's a DI 
uh, RXD. So basically, it's top quality lens, great little travel lens, super, super small and tiny. Uh, 148 millimeters long, so 14 centimeters long. It's like ridiculous for a 300 mil, and it's only 545 grams, so half a kilo. That's just crazy. So I'm assuming it's going to be something around the size. That's my 55 to 200. So this is going to be a 70 to 300. So going to be something similar to that range, I'd say, for your e-mounts. are very, very cool. <clears throat> It is a. It's not a base model or a cheap model. It's a, it's the. It's got all the bells and whistles, all the good glass, all that, um, and it looks really cool. Um, it's got a really good autofocus on it as well, and it's fully weather sealed. So it's not by no means needs like a a base lens. Like this is a this is a good lens actually with fifty five to two hundred for the M mount. Um, it's not weather sealed or anything, but uh, good lens. This camera is definitely another level above that. Now it's going to be coming out on October the 29th and it's 550 US dollars. So that's not too bad. That's about probably around the 700 mark. That's fairly good for a decent lens and a really good zoom, 70 to 300. That's going to do pretty darn well. Now, big news out of California. We've talked a lot about on this channel, Electric. Uh, I'm not going to hide the fact I'm a big fan, super keen for electric cars. Um, I'd I've been looking for another car once we get some other stuff and get the move going to Queensland, if that ever happens. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm going to just get a cheap car, I think, to start with. I just want a little cheap van. But I'll, down the track, if I get another car, I'm going to probably go electric. I don't think I'd even worry about buying a petrol one anymore because I think those days are well and truly over. And if you have bought a new car or buying a new car shortly, I'd say you'd have to be really thinking that this would be the last petrol car you'll ever get. And to go along with that, uh, you've got places like Sweden, which is roughly around the 70% of cars on the road electric. And by 2025, all cars have to be electric. So they're pretty much locked it in. And the California governor last week or over the weekend or basically last week, uh, come out and Put the edict in, it's all locked and loaded. By 2035, there'll be a complete ban on gasoline cars in California. Now, as a state goes, this is one of the biggest economies on the planet. Uh, pretty much, it's probably bigger than, it's probably got an economy bigger than most small countries. So for a place like California to come out and fully ban electric car, uh, gasoline cars and trucks, so this is not just cars, this is on highway trucks, vans, everything like that, all needs to be electric by 2035. So that's huge, huge news. Um, and I don't think it's that far off. We've, we talked about Tesla last week with the batteries and all the stuff coming, the tw sub $25,000 car. I don't think it's too much of a push for them. And I think this is pretty reasonable. That's a, that's a pretty good effort and I think it's good to see them. And I think hopefully Australia should be looking down the barrel of that and either locking, either doing the same thing in 2035 is plenty of time. So either lock in, give us a chance to do hydrogen or electric. Once you have that, you can start putting in the, um, the discounts and the rebates and start putting some extra taxes on the other petrol cars. So the car companies start changing over and doing stuff. So yeah. Now, speaking of electric cars and car companies, I'm going to Nissan, big Datsun fan myself my whole life. I love Datsuns. 
Um, well, Nissan's, they haven't really been that flash in the past couple of years, I gotta admit. The 1DX I was super keen of, which they never ended up doing. They just walked away for whatever reason, and they keep making these really ugly cars. Um, this is probably one of those, but it's an electric car. The Nissan Araya, uh, they did release it in June. Uh, they did announce it, but it's I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, it's basically a full electric crossover from Nissan. It's going to be available mid-2021 in Japan, so probably end of next year we'll see it in Australian market as well as an option. Um, $70,000, so probably not too bad considering what cars nowadays cost. They're all ridiculously overpriced. Uh, 610 kilometer range. I think that was the big part of it. I think an average, my our car at home's 450, 500 k's out of a tank is a, is a good good week if you're in the city. So getting 610 k's out of a tank, uh, I'm assuming that's city driving. I would hopefully they're, they're giving us the city driving one where you stop start doing all that. Plus if you've got regenerative brakes, it'll should help you so that's really good to get that uh, sort of decent range 600 anywhere over 500 k's i think you're pretty much good to go that's you're not going to use that in a normal week anyway unless you're doing long drives and going fishing or stuff and that's a different kettle of fish what they did release the other day which was really nice but a caveat on that is the 50th anniversary of the nissan z range so that's the 370s, 320s, the 350Zs, the, uh, the all those amazing cars we've had over 50 years. I've been lucky enough to drive the uh, GTR, Nissan GTR, Black Edition, which was the fastest car I've ever driven. It's just insane, 2.4 seconds to 100. Uh, just crazy speeds, twin turbo V6. Well, that's what they decided to put in this. This, this car looks amazing. Can I say just a gorgeous shape? Um, and they've gone a manual, six-speed manual with a V6 twin turbo. Now, and 19-inch wheels, carbon fiber skirts. Basically, look, it looks really good. It's gonna sell like hotcakes. I can definitely see this uh, when it does release. But I do think it's strange. This car would have been ideal. They've just released a fully electric car, which is basically a family mover, which no one gets excited about a family mover or a crossover. They're just uh, they're just there for a purpose. You can you get one for the family to do all the stuff, the jobs, and then you get the fun one. So this is the fun one. They should have, I would have thought would have been a good thing to have. Yeah, if you're going to do the 50th anniversary, do the V6 Turbo. But how about an electric option? Listen, that would be awesome. Need Definitely need that electric option in there. Crazy bringing out a petrol car that's only going to be good for maybe less than 10 years before you won't be able to drive it. So very, at bare minimum, it should have been hybrid, but if you've just got, if you've got the technology for full electric, uh, I would have gone this beautiful body and shoehorned a high-tech electric in there and it would have been a great way to get those electric cars out there with a sort of sports car. It's what Tesla did to start it and it worked well for them. This could have been a great little option. I don't think it's still too late. This thing's not by no means in production as yet. It's a, This is basically a study and they're looking into it and I think it's going to go pretty well. I think it will get released. Uh, I think they need to change the engine and just get rid of that engine. Uh, looks like it's just a GTR-based engine, but uh, I think they should move that and change it into electric. I think they'll do really, really well if they do.
And that's about it for a Monday. So a little bit there, a little bit on the electric, a little bit of an electric day uh, in the vehicle range. So very, very cool. Uh, some exciting stuff, exciting times. Go see that long way up uh, if you've got Apple Apple Plus, or if you've got a if you've just bought a new iPad or a phone. When you get your iPhone 12 when it comes out, you'll get a 12 month subscription for Apple Plus. Get on there, watch that while you've got the 12 months. It's a really good show. So, as I said, the sights and are just good enough as it is just to watch it for that. It's just amazing. Uh, South bottom of South America is just absolutely pristine and beautiful. So very, very cool. Rightio, I'll see you all again tomorrow for another show. Rightio, where you going that way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.